of this ever-changing world. On this week's episode, Allie and Regan share their highs and lows for the week, what they would use if they were stranded on a remote island, and the work culture in the United States. Welcome to the Wonderlusting Wives podcast. We are your navigators, Allison and Regan. And today is Wild Card Wednesday, so we've got another just like relaxing, well, maybe I can't promise anything before we know what all the topics are, but we've got a conversation, hopefully a thought-provoking conversation, an honest conversation, um, some explorative conversation, hopefully. Um, But before we get rolling on that, uh, just as always, a quick plug for our not-so-new website, which you can find at www.wanderlustingwives.com, and you can find more about us easy links to all of our episodes and go ahead and sign up for our newsletter and uh yeah if you want to come on our travel tuesday episodes where we talk about travel maybe some travel destinations or just sharing stories about travel uh please reach out to us we would love to have you as a guest and hear your stories Allie, anything on your end Yes, uh, you know, the usual. Uh, <laughs> social media, so Instagram at Wonderlusting Wives, Facebook, Wonderlusting Wives Podcast, Twitter at Wonderlust Wives, and you're always welcome to email us at wonderlustingwives at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to switch up my plug a little bit here and say, if you've been enjoying this podcast, you should leave us a review or some five stars. We would love um, to hear your feedback. And if you're enjoying this, share it with a friend. Get the word out there about how awesome our podcast is. We love hearing from all of you, and maybe one of your friends will want to be on the podcast. So share the wealth. Don't keep us a secret. Give us a review. We would love that. I love that. Don't keep us a secret. Uh, yeah, I find it so fun when I'm in like in random conversations with friends and they're like, oh my gosh, I heard that on your podcast. I'm like, wait, you know more about my life than I do. <laughs> like, It's just funny to hear like when people are really excited about our podcast and that just like fills us with so much pride and happiness and joy. Uh, so yeah, reach out to us and uh, we'd love to hear from you and we love your reviews too. So we're going to get right on going here with our escape segment, and we got our wheel ready and rolling, so let's see what we are going to talk about today, and it is, oh gosh, okay, so (laughs) here's a fun, maybe it's like a more of a travel game, Allie, I don't know if you ever played this as a kid or like as an icebreaker or anything like that. But uh, let's just picture that we're going to a remote island, okay? A remote island is just you. What are three items that you bring with yourself? And I I think maybe we should talk about some rules first of like, are we talking like survival? Are we talking like enjoyment? Like what kind of – what is the purpose? Are we being taken there like – but like we are willingly going there for like a restful vacation just ourselves or is this like a hostage situation where just we're just like being dumped on an island against our will what should we go with Ooh. well an all-inclusive remote island sounds really fun but also i kind of like the challenge of survival like what are three good survival materials or things that i might need mm, okay let's go with survival all right if you're ready, go ahead. I'll keep thinking while you're talking. I 
think I'm ready and don't judge me. I'm not a wilderness expert. I'm not Bear grill, So these might be terrible choices, but <laughs> this is just <laughs> me trying to survive uh, based off my brother enjoying the wilderness, uh, watching Bear grills, and occasionally camping. So <laughs> that's my knowledge okay. for you. Okay. <laughs> we're in so, the, we're in good company with each other then. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. So I think I definitely want some kind of like knife machete kind of situation. I'm going to hate that I'm going to have to kill an animal to survive, but you got to do what you got to do. Or maybe we'll think of something nicer. Maybe I have to cut open a, a coconut. Okay. That, that sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to need yeah. something sharp. And I'm also going to need something to start a fire because there is no way I'm going to be able to rub some sticks together and get a spark going. So get me something to start a fire, matches, I don't know, anything. And then I'm really debating between like a rope or like a tarp. I'm thinking I'm going to go with a tarp so I at least have mm. something to throw over top of myself. A rope would be nice, but like not necessary. I feel like you could maybe find some grass or weeds or I don't know, some kind of bark that you could make kind of rope-like for if I need to do something with rope. I don't know why my why I'm stuck on a rope, but I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with uh, a machete or a knife of some sort, matches or something to start a fire, and then a tarp. Okay, you thought that through, and you thought it through very quickly. I'm like really impressed by this, <laughs> and I'm gonna just say based on how our conversations have gone in our past few episodes of like us talking about camping and how it's gone very differently for the two of us. I'm not surprised that your answer was very well thought through. And my mind goes to things like, oh, well, it would be really great to have like a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> like what? That's not helpful. Uh, you could light them on fire and they would burn for like two minutes and that's about it. All you could do with them. But cards. you wouldn't be bored. I might be bored. I don't have a deck of cards. You might beat me. If you have some cards, you can play a lot of solitaire. Lots of solitaire. And you know what? Actually, I think I'd rather take boredom, like just straight up boredom, <laughs> honestly. Um, like I want my nail polish. I want like things to do. Okay. So if we're talking survival, um, hmm. okay. So I think like some sort of, yeah, you said like a knife or machete, something like that. I think like a multi-tool, like something that also maybe has like, I don't know why you'd need a corkscrew, but if you found like a message in a bottle floated up on shore or something and you need to get it open, or if it's a bottle of wine that somehow didn't sink to the bottom of the ocean, like who knows what you'd need that for. But also in a multi-tool, I think there's like scissors, there's a knife, there's like some other stuff. I feel like that's helpful somehow, like a Swiss army knife sort of situation. We'll go with that. That sounds practical, more practical than nail polish. So we're on the right track. That's good. I wanted to bring a <laughs> random rope, so I'm all for whatever you a want random, to bring. I feel like that would be great. Like you could, <laughs> you could use the rope as leverage to like pull down trees to like then use your knife to like do something to like make a shelter. I don't know. And then the tarp <laughs> over the trees. I'm seeing this for you, Allie. I think, I think you're on the right track. Um, okay. So we got our multi-tool and we've got, okay. I really do think that I would need some sort of source of light. So, because I would get, I would probably die of fear from the darkness. And I mean, I guess you could count moonlight, but the moon isn't always out. So I think some sort of lantern that's like maybe a solar powered lantern because an island is probably going to be pretty sunny most of the time. Like if we're talking like a warm island. 
Uh, so solar powered lantern, uh, multi-tool, and I don't know. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that I'm probably going to not survive this island thing. Um, ah, man, a third thing. Yeah, it's probably got to be some sort of shelter. So, and we probably don't need some sort of blanket because it's going to be warm. Hopefully that's where we're going, like an island. Oh, man, I'm really bad at this. Um... A book. <laughs> this is where my mind is going. I don't even we know. We could do something for fishing. We could do something um, to boil some water in so you can drink the water. Or boil some okay, you know to what? make food. Yeah. Maybe like a percolator. No. <laughs> That's, that ain't Just it. Just bring a pot or something. <laughs> or a pan. I don't know. Or your nail yeah, polish. I'm Whatever makes you happy. You know what? Yeah, I am. I'm bringing my nail polish. I'm bringing my nail polish because you know what? Chances are I'm not surviving this anyways, so might as well go out in style. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Okay? You and your deck of cards <laughs> and your nail polish are going out in style. You're not going to be <laughs> bored. No, not at all. It'll be great. Let's not do this in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope because I, as much as I sound like I know what I need, I could not survive. That would be so tough. I don't know how the people in like the TV shows where they're intent. I saw one real recently that was like naked and alone or naked and afraid or something like that. And I'm just like, what's the point? No, thank I don't you. Yeah. I don't know what is out there. I don't want that crawling on my clothed body, let alone my naked body. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to sit that one out. Me and my rope yeah. and my tarp will be somewhere else. Oh, well, let's hope that if we are sent to an island by ourselves, that it's the all-inclusive island and not the survival island. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of island. Sign me up for the all-inclusive. <laughs> yes, which kind of leads me to our Inspire segment where we'll do our highs and our lows. Um, and I know we both have some vacations coming up here, so that might play into this. But uh, Allie, you want to get us started with your highs and lows from this week? And now a quick word from our sponsor. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And the best part, they have podcasts. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. You can even find us there. I started using it as my default podcast app. They even have a digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now at www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use promo code WIVES. That's W-I-V-E-S. And you can get a one month free premium subscription. You can find all this information in our description from this episode. And now back to our episode. 
Yeah, so I was going to save my vacation for my high when I come back, so I won't spoil that, but I am going on vacation next week, so that is definitely a high. I'll spill the tea when I come back, um, but the high that I originally had was, um, it was just recently Mother's Day, and I got to see my mom and dad uh, this past weekend, so it was really nice to see them. We took them to a crepe place, Ooh. and my mom loves crepes, so that was exciting. She was so funny. Mom, listening to this episode right now i just have to share you are hilarious at the creperie she's just saw the menu she's like oh my gosh oh these are so good i don't know what to pick i can't even look over here at this side of the menu she was just so overwhelmed that's so cute yeah it was cute so shout out to you mom i know you're listening to this (laughs) you can text me after you listen to this segment (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah that was the high just being able to see my parents for mother's day weekend and then taking my mom to the creperie nearby and just seeing her love that um, and then my low uh, has just been these past couple of days I've had to help with state testing and it's been exhausting. I've been traveling three hours round trip for well three straight days and I'm used to working from home and it's just a lot. I know it is, it's not much when I'm actually there. I just have to like monitor students, make sure they're not cheating, but it's a lot to be on my feet all day and then have to drive three hours round trip and still do some work when I get home because I'm usually home by like 2.30-ish. Um, so I still have like an hour and a half left of my work day and I'm expected to still work. So Ooh. it's it's been a lot. But since I do have vacation next week, I am like having something to look forward to. So it's helping helping that uh, long, long days go by a little bit faster. Yeah. Having those vacations planned out or even just like – like you're going to – like you plan a reservation for a dinner a couple weeks out or something. Like having those things to look uh, look forward to is so important. And I'm so excited for your trip. I can't wait for everyone mm-hmm. to hear about it. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, that's such a long drive and I have to do it. I don't know how people do it consistently. That's like – oh, my I don't gosh. know. I did that – so I – graduated with my undergrad in 2020 <laughs> yay <laughs> um but <laughs> i in case you're a new listener here i'm a teacher and i did my student teaching starting in january and it ended of course in early march well i was commuting about an hour and 15 minutes so like three hours again round trip and i was driving into pittsburgh and out of pittsburgh like during rush hour so <laughs> to me it's like uh, only three days is not as bad as going every day for, I think I ended up student teaching for like roughly eight weeks before the pandemic happened. So mm. it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. Three days, I can do that. <laughs> but it is it is exhausting. Yeah. Especially when you're not used to driving that much. That's like driving, mm-hmm. honestly, it's one of those things that can be really zen. So like sometimes you forget that you're behind the wheel of a moving vehicle and it's just like, oh, wait, like somehow you get to your destination safely. But like you're like, I definitely zoned yeah. out for most of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, how did I get yeah, here? Yeah, it's such a – and actually Nolan was telling me recently that like oh, – Nolan, you all got to meet him on the podcast and I'm so excited about it. That was so fun. Um, but he was telling me – not so recently, but at some point, that that's like an actual thing that people have studied that like you can zone out while you're driving and somehow you make it to your destination safely. And that's like, I don't, I don't know, but there's studies being done on it, which is really kind of freaky, but I don't know. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, my low is kind of similar. I am just starting to feel a little more rested. I was exhausted. I went to uh, New York City for work last week, and we had our gala, our annual Founders Gala, which was really exciting. We raised um, about $800,000, so yay us. It was really exciting. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had it at Tavern on the Green in Central Park, so it was really fancy, and it was, it was just really a beautiful evening, but like I was involuntarily crying <laughs> for so much of last weekend because I was just so tired. Um, I am starting to feel more rested, but like I would really love to feel more rested. So I'm in the exhaustion boat with you on my low. Um, my high is that I am also looking forward to vacation. Um, it's really exciting, like that feeling of anticipation of like even up to like getting to the airport and everything. It's just all really exciting. So I'm really loving uh, the whole like preparing for vacation thing. Um, we're going down uh, to Florida with some a kind of mix of a vacation, which I'll tell you all about when we get back also. It'll be a big reveal a couple weeks from now. <laughs> we'll tell all about our vacation. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the anticipation is just really fun. But we still have like so much fun uh, this week ahead of that too, which just makes it even more exciting. I'm going to see Six, the musical, uh, tomorrow night which I'm really excited about. Nolan got me tickets for Christmas and it's finally here and I am so excited. I've been obsessed with the music since it came out. Uh, yeah, so, and the weather's just been beautiful recently. So that always helps with literally everything. <laughs> so lots of good stuff happening. So yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, the weather. Uh, it's like my best friend this time of year. It's just so nice and motivating. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know how your dogs do with it, but it's so funny. Remy is such a cold weather dog. Um, he loves the snow. Like he's he's super great in the snow. He loves the cool weather. But like it was, I want to say like maybe seventy two yesterday. So not like super hot. Like not as hot as it's gonna get for sure. Um, but we went outside and we were throwing the ball around, and he lasted about like eight to ten minutes and I was like wow <laughs> you have become a little bit of a lazy dog um but it was just really funny he's like his tongue is hanging out the side of his mouth so far like it was just it's really funny as we all sort of have to adjust back to the warmer weather too of like how our bodies adjust and adapt and being outside even breathing is different now that uh, there are so many allergens in the air <laughs> Yeah, my dogs are kind of the, actually not kind of. They are completely opposite. They live for finding the sunspots in the Aww. house. And then, um, well, you've been to the house, obviously, so you know what the deck is like. But they love to just, like, plop themselves in the deck and just lay there, nap Aww. there. They live for ice cubes, <laughs> so they love – this time of year because that means more ice cubes. And then I recently just got them a little sprinkler because I'm extra and I don't have kids. So my <laughs> dogs are kind of like my kids right now. Yes. And I'm going to be home all summer with them so I can benefit from it as well. <laughs> um, but Kira, not so fond of it. Marley, obsessed. Like I have to kind of fight her to turn the water off because she just wants to keep going at Aww. it. But it's really fun and they're loving the sun and I'm surprised that Marley enjoys it so much because she is a black dog so I was worried that oh, she would yeah. overheat fairly quickly but she can find the shade in the yard and hang out for a while so she's really enjoying it and so is Kira and so am I so it's gonna be win, a win, win. yay <laughs> exactly Aww, I love the pups 
they need to get together again soon. <laughs> Remy clearly yes. needs some exercise. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, headed right along to our Discover segment. And today we are actually not referencing an article, uh, but rather we are referencing a podcast that Nolan shared with me. Uh, and it's really interesting. It's something that we kind of, uh, it's a little bit uh, parallel to a conversation that's happening in the United States when it comes to jobs. Um, and the title of the podcast, and actually there is a transcription on it on USA Today, but um, so it's, is there a good enough job on five things podcast? And they have a guest come on, uh, Simone Stolzov, who is an author of this book. And essentially the book is exploring like, does your job have to be the be all end all of like, we hold our jobs to such high standards and we hold them so closely to our identity. It's like the things that we, the thing that we identify ourselves with first and like, is that healthy? Does that mean that we are pushing away other parts of ourselves that would make us for feel more fulfilled in the long run? Like, is it, does it exist where there's like a good enough job where we feel like our job does the trick? And by the, does the trick, like this uh, author is exploring, does the job pay you enough so that you can support your money? your family, <laughs> rather. Uh, does the job support your lifestyle outside of work? Uh, does the job give you a schedule that you want? Like there are things uh, that you can have in a job that don't necessarily need to be aligned with your dream job. And if you have a dream job, like Allie, I know you love your job. And that's like amazing. I love that for you. <laughs> I sound like Alexis from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> um, David. No. David. <laughs> oh. That's the, that's the next episode with your parents. Anyways, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> um, but it's just like – does that good enough job exist? And that's something that I've really been exploring in my life of like, I went to school for musical theater, but now I'm in communications and I'm like, well, I don't really know where I fit in the job world. Like we're in the career world. Um, and honestly, like I like my job. I love my colleagues. I love my company. Um, but it's like, at the same time, I love that my job allows me the flexibility to travel. I love that it allows me an eight to four schedule so that I can have a life outside of my job. But I know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's a very uniquely American problem. Um, and I, I won't necessarily say that, but it's a very, it's concentrated in America where we just put our jobs first and like, are there other ways that we can identify ourselves outside of our job because our job can just be good enough? It can just be part of who we are and what we are. Um, so I just found this this podcast really, really interesting, and I really want to read the book. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are going today with our Discover segment. Yeah, I love this, and I'm going to have to check out the whole podcast episode to just no bits and pieces of it, but it's really interesting to think about because even just traveling, I've realized how much of like this country is just filled with workaholics and we don't really separate our work and life as much as we should. Like people in other countries take like two hours to have lunch or something and go home with their families. Like we don't have that. I guess our values are much different and just 
the way society is as well. And I'm not saying that that's right. I don't think it is. I think we have a lot to change, but that's just like the hustle mentality. Like if you're not working hard, like you're going to be left behind. And to an extent, yeah, sure. Like if you're just going to sit at home and do nothing, yeah, you're not going to make it far, I'm sure. So you need to work hard to an extent. But to the fact that like people our age are starting to get burned out over their jobs and it's just, is it worth it? In my opinion, no. And coming from someone who loves their job, I get burned out too. And I'm like, how many more years till retirement? I'm ready to just do what I want to do on my own schedule. And I even have summers off. So I feel like I don't really have a lot of room to like complain, I guess. But it's it's interesting how much our work is our life. And I was trying, when you were talking, I was trying to think, what are some words if someone asked me to describe myself? What are some words that I would say that don't involve being a wife or being a teacher? Mm. And I really had to think about that. I'm like, man, that's so sad. Like I know as a, as a kid, I could easily come up with those words because I didn't have a job. I wasn't a wife. I was just a daughter, a friend, a sister, whatever. And I could say, oh, I'm nice. I'm kind. I'm hardworking. I'm, you know, an introvert. But those aren't like the first things that people ask you. Like if you're meeting someone for the first time, hi, how are you? What do you do for a living? It's like, why? Why do we start with that? Or we ha- in this society, we have so much small talk mm. to you. If you notice a lot of conversations like about the weather, about your job, it's not really getting to know people. It's very surface level. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great point. Small talk. I hate small talk. It's like, and Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel that at a very deep level of like, I I don't know how to strike the balance because that's just how we've kind of been conditioned in our society is like, I really don't want to engage in small talk. And also the silence makes me really uncomfortable. It's like, how have we, how -hmm. have we gone through all of this education, this really brilliant education that like we have really great standards and like we have great teachers and great resources. And I mean, that's not equitable. Not everybody has those, but like we were fortunate enough to have that growing up Um, and parents who taught us so much. And then we get into college, we get into the real world, quote unquote, and suddenly we're thrust into this place where it's like, well, no, we don't have conversations anymore about what's your favorite color. And like that's a jo- that we we say that as a joke of like when you're getting to know somebody, what's your favorite color? But the deeper meaning behind that is like, no, that was like a big deal when you were in kindergarten. It's like, oh, you like pink too? We're going to be best friends. So like you make an excellent point of like we should be actively thinking of ways like when we are going into conversations and like I'm also very much an introvert outside of work. Work, I am required to be an extrovert. Um, But like, what are we thinking about? Like the next time I go into a conversation like that, can I be prepared with a few different questions that aren't? What do you do for work? How's the weather where you are? Things like that. Like, what else can I ask? Like, oh, do you have kids? Do you have any pets? Like, uh, where where did you grow up? Like, I don't know any of these other things of just like getting to know someone on a deeper level. I think you bring up an excellent point with that that really parallels this wider conversation that this podcast is bringing up. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I 
get to see at my job because I teach second graders, so they're like seven, eight years old, is that they ask really great questions. They may ask a million questions, so it's kind of like, oh my gosh, one more question. But I think we could learn a lot from younger kids. They're so curious and they have great questions and they ask kind of deep thinking questions as well. It's not as surface level as like, hey, what did you do this weekend? Like, yeah, of course they're going to ask those kind of questions, but they might follow that up with why or how. And they challenge me sometimes. There are times when I'm like, I actually don't know the answer. So guess what? I need to look it up. But at least they're like asking those questions. It's not just like answering a question and then moving on. They want to know more. And I think that's something that we can do in our work life to get to know our colleagues more. I think a lot of after the pandemic and even the influence of social media and technology has made things more surface level as well. It's so easy to sit behind your laptop and send a Teams message and not get to know your colleague or send a text message after work or whatever. And I think we could learn a lot from kids and their questioning instead of being annoyed by their questions. Like, take a minute and just listen and take what you've listened and apply that to your adult life. I know as adults, we maybe don't have enough time to have a deep conversation with everyone to meet. That's fine. Guess what? I don't want to have a deep conversation every time I'm talking to someone. (laughs) I'm not a super extroverted person. I don't open up right away if I don't know you. So I'm not saying go and like prod at people the next time you have a conversation, but just take some time to like get to know people and don't be so closed off. It's okay if you want to be. That's your personality. But I think, you know, creating a better work-life balance might come from getting to know your colleagues better or um, taking some time to just be people and not just these robots that are at work and then go home and see each other again in the morning being miserable because we just worked our butts off or worked outside of work hours. I know I was talking to a colleague today. She woke up at 3 a.m. and the first thing on her mind was work. Mm. And I said, the first thing on my mind at 3 a.m. is, oh, I have to go to work, not let me get started with work. And I love my job, but I don't want to think about work from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people deal with, not just in the United States, but I think a lot more in the United States because we don't have necessarily that hard cutoff of, hey, it's 4, 5, 6 p.m., shut off your phone. You don't have Teams or email or whatever your company uses to communicate because a lot of employers expect you to have your email or Teams or whatever you're using on your phone, and you better answer them whether it's 8 p.m. or 6 a.m., and I think that's really messed Mm -hmm. up, but that's how our culture is to an extent. Not everyone, but I think a lot of people deal with that. Yeah, when did we stop being curious? I look at my nieces and nephews and it's like the questions that they ask blow my mind. Like the things Mm -hmm. that they're exploring, the things that they're interested in, the things that they're not interested in. Like they're not interested in status and government and power. Like, yeah. This is why we need people like you pouring into the future generations. And we need to treat those people pouring into the future generations nicely, which is a big problem. You're going to get me started on that tangent. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, but, put that yeah, on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, okay, will do. Um, yeah, this is a really important conversation, and I'm really glad that we had a chance to kind of debrief 
about it because we are at very different places um, in terms of our relationships to our jobs. And it's just like, you can like your job, you can love your job, but that doesn't mean your job has to be everything to you. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is a really important conversation. And I feel like our conversation around the conversation was really great. So. Yeah, I actually, I was like, oh man, what am I going to say with this article? But I actually really love this conversation and I hope our listeners enjoy it as well. And, you know, I hope you feel inspired to create more of a balance in your life. Take time for yourself because Mm -hmm. life is way too short to be working your butt off and being stressed outside of work. Take time for yourself. You are the most important person in your life. So take that time for yourself. Take your personal days. Do what you got to do to have a healthy balance with your job. Whether you love it, your job, or hate your job, everyone needs some time away from their job and to create their own identity. Definitely. So well said. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Chime in on the conversation with us. It sounds like we could keep talking for hours. So if you want to hear more or keep talking, uh, reach out to us. And until then, we will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Wonderlusting Wives podcast. Come escape with us again every other Tuesday for Travel Tuesdays and every other Wednesday for Wildcard Wednesdays. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and a follow on all of our social media and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, wander on.